Welcome to another episode of the Low Expectations Podcast. I'm your host, Ty. I'm going solo today. Um, Just wanted to jump on quickly to discuss a few topics in the NFL, um, answer any questions we may have. Um, And yeah, this one will be a short, quick podcast. Um, So yeah, let's just dive right in. The reasoning for this podcast is because of the bizarre, I think is the best way to describe it. Antonio Brown story that dropped yesterday afternoon. Um, so if you haven't heard of it uh, or heard what happened, um, I'm going to read off this 20 tweet thread that Michael Silver had that explains the entire situation uh, just so that we have uh, some background on everything that's gone down um, with that. So he starts the thread. Here it is. Even before suffering bizarre injuries to his feet, Antonio Brown alarmed Raiders coaches and teammates by rallying against the NFL's enhanced enforcement of helmet regulation of helmet regulations, a policy which will likely force the star receiver to switch to a new model. Brown's vocal resistance to the mandate, both during OTAs and shortly after his arrival in Napa, California for training camp has contributed to a disconnect with the team that acquired the seven-time Pro Bowl selection via a trade with the Pittsburgh Steelers last March. According to four sources familiar with Brown's current absence from camp, which dates back to late last week, graders, coaches, and players are concerned that the receiver's unhappiness regarding the helmet issue may be playing a role in his decision to stay away from Napa. Brown initially left to seek additional medical opinion on his frostbitten feet before leaving Brown pushback for a third time against the league's prohibition of the helmet model he has worn for his entire nine-year career. His frustration continued surrounding the situation has created a buzz among teammates and coaches, one of whom referred to the saga as honestly the most insane thing I've ever heard. I don't know why it's so important to him. It does, doesn't make any sense. The pushback began in May when the receiver was informed by the Raiders that the NFL had officially eliminated the one-year grace period for certain helmet models, including the one worn by Brown, which had fallen short in laboratory testing for head impact severity. This meant that Brown and 31 other players who finished the 2018 season on NFL rosters, including star quarterbacks Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, would have to switch to approved helmets. On a conference call with reporters earlier this spring, Jeff Miller, the NFL's executive vice president of health and safety innovatives, said that any team found to have known a player wearing a band helmet or facilitated the use of one would be subject to league discipline. Each team's equipment manager had been instructed to remove all band helmets. All of this was conveyed to Brown at the team's training facility a few days before the start of Phase 3 OTAs, the first time players are allowed to wear helmets during on-field workouts. When he showed up for the first OTA, however, Brown requested his own old helmet. After being told he'd have to wear an approved model, witnesses say the receiver loudly voiced his displeasure, complaining QBs such as Brady and Rodgers were not subject to the same scrutiny. Shortly thereafter, Brown stormed out of the facility. This is where it gets really crazy. Brown stormed out of the facility in protest. Later that day, Raiders officials found video footage of Rodgers during Green Bay's Green Bay Packers OTA sessions wearing an approved model helmet and texted to Brown. 
The following day, Brown showed, showed up and acted like nothing had happened, accepting the new helmet with, from an equipment manager without protest and completing the workout. However, in the next couple of weeks, Brown once again tried to take the field with his old helmet, which had he had since which he had since had repainted with the colors approximating but not completely mimicking the Raiders' silver and black design. Jeez. He was told that the helmet was not allowed, and once again he he accepted and wore the new model. Before arrive before Brown arrived at training camp last month, coaches and teammates believed that the issue had been resolved. But Brown, who practiced on his tender feet for only two days before leaving Napa to seek another opinion, tried yet again to sneak his old helmet onto the practice field, ultimately being told by team officials to remove it. He's still freaking out about it, said one Raiders player. He hasn't been here for a while, and no one knows where he's at. Not great. All of this has created an era of mystery and uncertainty surrounding the receiver whose highly productive tenure with the Steelers ended after a stretch of turmoil and dissatisfaction that dated back to last December when Brown was benched for the season finale. Since joining the Raiders, Brown has frustrated his new bosses by showing up late to numerous meetings and by often appearing unfocused in them. Brown, according to witnesses, typically glances at the screen of several tablets and his smartphone during medias, distracting himself by engaging in activities, this is the part that kills me, which includes pursuing his bank accounts <laughs> and liking photos on Instagram. Still, according to one source, the meeting thing isn't that bad, but the feet and helm, the feet, helmet, and going dark is an issue. End of thread. So yeah, that's the story of the Antonio Brown situation. Um, so there's a. I want to. I, I just want to. I have. I have a lot of thoughts on this um, because I think it does get into a lot of issues that are going on in the NFL right now in some ways. Now, obviously, this is crazy. Like, seriously, this is one of the craziest stories I can remember in the NFL. Um, now, I'm not the first one to think this. This is probably a common thing. But when I read it, the first thing that came to my mind was he's acting erratic, obviously, and it's because of concussions. And more seriously, CT. Now, this is very, very serious subject that I am definitely not qualified to seek on, to speak on. But just listen. The symptoms of the symptoms of CT include memory loss, confusion, impaired judgment, impulse, controlled problems, aggression, depression, anxiety, suicide, suicidality. And there's other things. Now, that thread does not sound like, is not describing a person that's that's mentally all there. Now you want to go deeper in this, that this is a head issue. You, these things are on record. This isn't sourced, this isn't, these are things that are on record. People within the Steelers organization, people close to that team, have said Antonio Brown has not been the same since the Cincinnati playoff game. 
where now if you, I don't know how you'd forget that game. I'm going to do a deep dive on that game here in a bit, but that's one of the craziest games of all time. That game's implanted in my brain just as a game that wasn't one of my teams. I'm not a Steelers fan. I'm not a Bengals fan. That just because I'm a fan of the league, I will never forget that game. That was one of the most surreal games I've ever seen. Um, and he got knocked out. And he didn't play the next week. So it was a very bad concussion. Um, I do not think it's out of place. And I do not think... I actually don't... I think it's true. I think Antonio Brown is acting erratic because of old head, issue, head issues. Um, because... <laughs> AB really, he really didn't start popping off like he did. Now, you could argue and say, well, after he got his money, he changed or whatever. But n now maybe that's a little bit true, but he wasn't to this extent. So honestly, I don't even want to sit here and laugh about this situation, even though it's the story is wild. The story's crazy. Be, but but I don't want to laugh about it because something much, much more serious could be going on, and I really think something's going on. I don't want to come out and say he has CTE because obviously we don't have the technology to know that while he's still alive, and hopefully he's alive for ever. You know, Antonio Brown is – I actually like Antonio Brown. Um, as I've had my own – Battles with concussions, I'm not trying to compare the two. I had concussions playing high school football, and obviously he gets hit by NFL players, so different. But still injuries to the head and just how much they can affect you mentally for a very long time. For a very, very long time. Um, so I just, I like Antonio Brown. I wish Antonio Brown the best. Um, but this these actions aren't of someone that's currently all there mentally, it seems, would be my take. Um, he's a great player. <laughs> he's a great player, but it just, like, and he, he could still be a great player. Like, by any metric, Antonio, any metric you want to use, Antonio Brown is a top 10 receiver at very least in the history of the NFL. The history of the NFL. Um, any metric, go yards, yards per catch, touchdowns, big play, like just talent, like anything you want to use, he's top ten. And I'd have him higher than ten. I, I mean, I'd have him lower, higher, whatever, like higher on the list. I'd have him probably six or seven, depending on yeah, like six or seven. I think he's an all-time great receiver. Um. And it's sad. Like, this stuff is sad. And I just hope that AB gets the help he needs to fix this if it, if it, that it is. And I'm, I'm, if that's what it is. And it's just sad. Like, I, I heard the story, I read the story, and that, that was honestly the first thing that came to my mind is that he, it's something with his head because he's acting so erratic. Um, and I see people saying all oh, this, like, you know, laughing about it and like i just don't think that's the way to go about this like fuck who knows this might be a cry for help in some ways like his erratic behavior for someone to finally notice and i'm sure people have maybe he's not listening to him 
whatever, but it, maybe it's just like a weird cry for help that that something much, much more serious is going on. And I think it is. I don't think this is just AB trying to be a problem. Um, I, I just, there's just no way that, in my opinion at least, there's no way this doesn't have to do with concussions. And especially the one he took against the Bengals in that playoff game, which I'm going to do a rewind about right now. Because that game, again, I'm not a fan of either team, um, but that game is a game that just is a game that's stuck in my head of I'll never forget because just at any point um, someone could be knocked out. At any point, um, oh yeah, Gary Sanchez just hit a home run, baby, Gary boy. Gary, baby, all El Gary's back. Uh, Yanks, Blue Jays, right now, one zero Yanks. Gary Sanchez, first game back, home run. Um, that's my guy. Um, Gary, scary baby. But anyway, um, back to this. This game, um, Bengals Steelers that night was just, just crazy, and that's obviously the game which. I think AB probably suffered his most serious concussion. Like, in the end of the day, who knows how many concussions some of these NFL players have had, so it's hard to say. But um, that one was the most visible, visible just very scary one. Um, let's just talk about this game. So, um, yeah, it was a Saturday night game, wild card game in Cincinnati. Steelers-Bengals. Um, the Steelers were up 15 to 0 and they got up 15 to 0 after one of the most incredible catches um I've ever seen by uh Martavius Bryant. Now he he bobbled it like so he made it more difficult on himself but if you remember he pinned the ball against the back of his leg and did a flip like a front roll while securing controlling it to the ground like it was an incredible catch it put Pittsburgh up 15 to 0 um <clears throat> and you know like at that point like okay Pittsburgh's gonna win this is an impressive road win because if you remember now AJ McCarron was the Bengals quarterback but the Bengals were loaded that year talent wise both sides of the ball so like Pittsburgh's gonna win on the road like that's that and then just all hell broke loose um Jeremy Hill gets lit up by Ryan Shazier, who was an absolute monster in this game. Um, Shazier was so good before he got hurt. Um, and Jeremy Hill gets knocked out. Let me make sure it was Jeremy Hill. It was either Jeremy Hill or Gio Giovanni Bernard. Um, but he, um, he knocks him out. The ball is loose. The Steelers run it back. Okay, so it was Giovanni. It was Giovanni Bernard. He destroyed. It. Oh my gosh! Like he, it was a, it was one of those hits that you you don't want in the game. He, he did lower his head and he just popped him, and the ball came out. Um, and Pittsburgh got it back. You thought Pittsburgh like again? It's just like okay, Pittsburgh's gonna roll on here. Um, the Bengals start coming back. Um. The Bengals actually 
so yeah, there's some more stuff. Like so much happened. So Ben, then Ben gets hurt. Shazier hurts him on a dirty hit. Like the Shazier hit was dirty. Not Shazier. Perfect. Perfect hurts Ben. Um, drives his shoulder into the ground. Ben hurts his shoulder. So now all of a sudden it's Landry Jones first. Uh, AJ McCarron in the playoffs. Like those are the two quarterbacks we have going on here, guys. Um, and Ben is carted off. The Bengal fans are like throwing stuff onto him as he's carted off. Um, so like that happened. Like again, this is just like that stuff is crazy. But then the end of the game just made it nuts because then the Bengals connect on a third down pass to AJ Green to the end zone that eventually gives the Bengals the lead, but the throw, it was a throw to the end zone that like AJ green caught at like the two and ran it in for a touchdown. Like it was weird play all this. They go for two. They don't get it. They're up 16 to 15 and on the verge of winning the game and coming back. Um, now Ben is now on the sideline and they're showing Ben during this game. I remember they are showing Ben. He's on the sideline, still in his pads and it's raining. It's raining. And Ben is staring ahead his face has a dead look on it. His body's not moving. He's not having any expressions. He's just staring ahead as it's raining. So it's weird. It's a weird look. Um, and it, I remember thinking, I was just like, like, okay, Ben is zapped out of his mind right, right now because he he's just staring ahead. He has no expression at all. Like, and and Landry Jones is in the game now, and he's now trying to lead the Steelers down to kick a field goal to win the game with like under two minutes remaining. Um, and then Landry Jones throws an interception, which again, now for the second time, or maybe even third, you're like, okay, now it's over, but the Bengals are going to win. Um, and and guess who picks it off? Perfect. Picks it off. He picks it off. And now live and full speed, Perfect starts running the opposite way. He starts Now again, full speed. I'm like, did he even get touched? What is he doing? Why is perfect? And Adam Pacman Jones running out of the stadium. But this is a thing that's happening in the NFL playoffs, man. And he runs out of the stadium, completely out of the stadium, him, him and Adam Jones and maybe someone else. But those two, I remember for sure. And he ran out of the stadium. And it's just like, what the hell is going on? He just ran out of the stadium. Did he get touched? Did he just get a safety? Like what, what just happened? Um, and then it's like, okay, he got touched, but still, he just ran out of the stadium. But, okay, whatever. Like, that's crazy. Like, wow, okay, now Sensi's going to win. Um, and then Jeremy Hill fumbles the ball. Um, Jeremy Hill fumbles the ball, and Pittsburgh gets the ball back. And now with 47 at the – with, and now with, like, a little over a minute left, um, the Pittsburgh has the ball back, and Ben comes back in. Now, again, five minutes ago, Ben is looking like he is just so out of there that, like, how could he even think about playing? Because, like, I just go watch the video. He's just staring ahead. It's just like, holy, like, okay, Ben is, they definitely gave him some pain number, and now his whole body is numb, and he can't even move. Like, you know, it, it was crazy. Um, and then, so Ben comes back in the game and now all of a sudden Pittsburgh's alive again Pittsburgh has a chance to take the lead to win the game to win the game they're down one Ben's back in the game since he just Jeremy Hill just fumbled like they got a chance they got a chance to win the game again now all of a sudden crazy Pittsburgh has a chance and now 
like it becomes blatantly obvious Ben cannot throw down the field. He cannot throw down the field. His arm is completely numbed. Of course he can't throw down the field. So it's like these receiver screens to AB and uh, Martavius, these draws, because Le'Veon wasn't in the game either. Um, he was hurt already. Um, so it's like these draws to uh, Fitzpat- Fitzgerald um, and like stuff like that. So all of a sudden... So it's like, okay, they're not – all of a sudden it's like, okay, Pittsburgh can win this game. So like, okay, Pittsburgh, yeah, they have the ball, but they're not going to win this game because Ben cannot throw the ball at all. Like he can't throw the ball five yards down the field. His arm's completely numb. Um, but they're getting first downs because the Bengals are in prevent. They just don't want to let them get in field goal range. Uh, so they get a, maybe one or two first downs, and then Ben actually tries. Like, it's like Ben's like, oh, shit, I, just, I have to try and stretch the field here. It's, it's our only option. So he throws like he throws a ball over the middle to AB, and that's when perfect head hunt. It was a head hitting hit on AB. Um, it was a malicious hit, nasty hit. He just he just drilled him. Um, and AB is now laying on the field, knocked out, and it draws a fifteen yard penalty because it really it was a dirty hit that just shouldn't be in the game. Um, and, but now AB is laying there just like his arms spread out. Like it was legitimately one of the most scary hits up into that point. It might've been one of the scariest hits I've ever seen watching the NFL. Um, the other two being the other two coming later, just ones that just stick in my head. Obviously the one Shazier got hurt. And then the one where Juju got perfect, like (laughs) fucking Steelers, Bengals games, man, like those games, especially back then when perfect was on the team and Pac-Man Jones and all that, like those were some of the most hard hitting, nasty games at any point. And it happened in a playoff game where all of a sudden, like any play, someone can be knocked out, any play, a fight could break out. Um, and, but it, but back to this game, uh, so AB's laying on the ground. Now the Steelers training staff comes out to look at him. And they're showing the replay of the hit and 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 whatever's going on. And now they flash back to the field where now somehow Joey Porter is on the field. Now, why is Joey Porter on the field? I don't know. Is he checking on AB? Maybe. Um, but again, he's like the linebackers coach. He's not the training staff. He, he shouldn't be on the field, but he's on the field, which is hilarious that Joey Porter, <laughs> Joey Porter is on the field. Um He's on the field and he's arguing with Pac-Man Jones and Perfect. Um, so it's just like this crazy thing. And now another flag comes out, and Pac-Man Jones gives the Steelers another 15-yard penalty. The one 15-yard penalty had the Steelers on the edge, the verge, like the very verge. It would have a long kick, not a guaranteed kick that that's good at all. Like that is a very tough kick, especially in the rain. Um, so. So that even with only one, they still probably have to get another first down to feel even a little comfortable. Um, but then Joey Porter is out there arguing, and somehow Adam Pacman Jones, who just, I mean, classic Pacman and I'm perfect man, causing their te- costing their team. They Pacman Jones gets a 15 yard penalty. So now it's so the Steelers gained 30 yards on their game winning drive just to share stupidity by the Bengals players. I mean, it was a wild finish, and then, uh, and then it's a hit for, and and then it's good. Um, 
Boswell knocks it in and the Steelers win the game. Like the Steelers weren't even, they were, after they got those two 15 yard penalties, they were done messing with it. They, they literally just sent the field goal unit out. Um, and I, that just, I wanted to talk and the Steelers won the game. Um, and that, it, it, even though it was just a wild card game, um, and neither team went on to win the Super Bowl that year, like the Steelers lost in the next round. They, they probably should have beat Denver, but they lost. And, um, even though it wasn't a championship game or the Super Bowl, that's a game that's just like, yeah, I'll never forget that game because so much madness happened, like, especially at the end of the game. Um, and it just, it just is one of those games that you really won't forget ever because of everything that happened. And that, game just popped in my mind again yesterday thinking about it when I read this Antonio Brown story because again people within the organization and people close to the team have said he has not been the same since that Bengals game and it makes sense because he suffered a gruesome gruesome concussion that game a concussion so bad that he didn't even play the next week you know um so it, it 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 just I think that game really did change a lot of things. Um, after that game is when you saw him kind of flip. I don't really care about uh, any of this, like the the outbreaks Antonio Brown had. Um, I think that it's a very emotional game. You're putting your life on the line in some ways. Like emotions are going to come out. Like that's just human nature. That's just natural. But that's so I don't care. But like that's all of a sudden maybe flipping over the cooler the in a game because he's not getting the ball he like throws the cooler um and then he's videoing the facebook live thing after they beat the chiefs in the playoffs where tomlin's tomlin's uh talking shit on the patriots before the afc championship game and he ab posts it because he's on facebook live like and then all this stuff that happened this year with him and Ben like knocking heads, which isn't surprising. They're both two high ego players at some point, and they're both both great, and they both think very highly of themselves, which they should. At some point, obviously, those guys are gonna knock heads. But just the fact that now I don't know if Ben was, but AB was just like totally done. Like he wouldn't even hear about fixing it. Like he was going to get his way out of Pittsburgh at all costs. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know why I did this podcast other than I just kind of wanted to get some thoughts on it and just say that I think this is more than AB just wanting to be a problem. I think this has much deeper roots and a deeper meaning. Um, and then just talk about that wild card game, Steelers Bengals, one of the craziest games ever. If you have time this weekend, um, I definitely go go rewatch at least those highlights or like the quick game rewind that's 30 minutes or whatever on that game because it was a surreal game. But anyway, I think that's it. Um, didn't get any questions. Um, just one. It, it's just one of those things. Uh, that's sad. Yeah, I, I really am. I genuinely hope AB is okay mentally i hope i'm not i hope i'm wrong i hope baby just wants to be annoying but i really don't think that's the case um and i hope a i hope that 
he because he's such a good player. He's such a good player. Um, but I hope he, if it is that, I hope he has people in his circle that realize the same thing and get him the help he needs because he deserves to live a long, healthy life. Um, and yeah, I mean, but that, that was, that was a pretty crazy story. Um, that's it for another episode of the low expectations podcast. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at tweetless 21. I'm planning on in an NFC West preview shit the Yankees just gave up a home run fuck um yeah that's not great um damn but I'm planning an NFC West preview this weekend um with with I think Jacob you know the OG on this podcast so um until then good talking to you guys peace